Hello everyone, Matthew Simmons here. I want to welcome you back to this Stylish Leadership Podcast episode. So again, I want to give a quick shout out to all of you and a big thank you to all of you who are listening to us on Breaker, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Google Podcasts. I want to thank you. You're helping spread the word. And I also want to thank you for subscribing and following us on YouTube and Instagram, respectfully, as Stylish Leadership. Again, continue to share this podcast with friends and family and co-workers that you know would benefit from it and the same for Instagram. Keep sharing and liking and commenting and engaging in the content, the videos and the posts and all that that we post. It's designed for you to grow spiritually, emotionally, financially, and influentially with influence. Influentially, I don't know if that's a word. It is now. It's designed to grow you and connect you to resource opportunity to help you grow as a person but also as a leader because I know you're listening to this because you have some form of leadership in you and it's designed for you to grow in that area. So again, thank you for doing that and keep spreading the word. This is Sunday Sermon Time, and I love doing these because we get to go through scripture and look at stories or examples in the scripture and pull out leadership principles and then apply them in our daily life here in the 21st century. So this one's going to be Jesus the team builder. So we look at here, we look at his ability to build up the 12 disciples, pick them, equip them and commission them to go out and spread the word that he was spread the word and the work that he was doing. And so this is very significant because he was going out and he's Jesus. He's God. He doesn't need anybody. He can do it all himself. But I love how he submitted to the process of team building and teamwork because he wanted to model to us what it looks like to be a team builder, to be a discipler, a mentor and somebody who equips other people and and that's a very unselfish way of doing it but it's also a very wise way of doing it because Jesus was leveraging himself knowing that once he left the earth he then put himself into other people poured into them to where then they can go do the same and then do the same and created a ripple effect that we still feel 2,000 years later with billions of people throughout the millennia who have professed a faith in the Christian religion and in Christ because of what he did mainly but the word was spread because of the people that he impacted and discipled so we're going to go through there's 31 scriptures that talk about the disciples in the new testament we're only going to go through a couple of them because i'm not going to go through all of those i trust that you'll go research it yourself because that's what leaders do but luke 9 1 and matthew 10 1 are pretty much the same scripture I'm going to read Matthew 10.1. It says, Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Then we're going to go to Mark 3.14. And he appointed 12 so that they would be with him and that he could send them out to preach. And then we have Mark 6.7. And he summoned the 12 and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. So, leaders, what are we seeing here? We're seeing Jesus giving them the authority that he had to do. So let's put this in a let's put this in more of a corporate, more, I don't want to more, I don't want to say more modern day, but for lack of a better phrase, more modern day example. It's timeless, but let's put it in the corporate arena or the ministry arena. He brought people on staff or hired his his team, his board of directors or whatever, taught them his model, what his vision was, and he trained them developed them, equipped them to do it, and then he actually released him to go 
have their own influence also. Maybe they had their own office, maybe they had their own church, maybe they had their own ministry. I'm giving you more modern ways of looking at it as a leader. He duplicated himself and he under because he understood this. I can only do so much here, but I need to equip them to do it because the legacy will go on because I have to model this for them because I want them to be like me, to be more Christ-like. I'm, this, is what Je- this is Jesus talking. I want them to be more like me, so I have to model it for them. So what he did is he, he did what they needed to do. So he showed them how to do it. Then he said, okay, now I duplicated myself into you. Now you go do it and you spread the word. And so some went all, they went all over the world. We're not going to get into the history of it, but some went to India, some to China, some to Europe, some to the Middle East, some to Africa. It doesn't matter who went where in this podcast. We're just, I'm just giving you the representation of they scattered out. And then it was more than just 12, but he had a core team of 12 people, which is significant. He impacted more people. But then those 12, his core leaders spread the word and we now have one of the largest, if not the largest religion in the world today because of what those individuals did and the impact that it has had in the world. Because Jesus picked 12 close people, one betrayed him, which is an example that not everyone's going to be in your corner. They were, he was replaced by Matthias. Judas was replaced by Matthias. We talked about that in the last episode of Sunday Sermons. But the point is, is Jesus picked 12 people at his core that then reached out and were the main leaders in, a, in the early church movement because Jesus knew he wasn't the only person that he wanted. The, he, did, he, wasn't the only, he did not want to be the only voice. And a lot of people today, they want to be the only voice because they're insecure in how they're leading because they're afraid they're going to lose their job. That's a corporate mindset. That's a lack mindset. That's a, a, I have to do everything myself to have job security, to get the job done right. And there's a lot of people that aren't equipping people because they don't want their influence to be lessened. But in reality, when Jesus showed us this, you're only as good as what you get accomplished, not what you personally do. You're judged on what gets done, not what you do personally. So his mindset was, the more people I have spreading the word that are witnesses, that's the biblical word, that the more people will come to faith. As a leader, you have to understand the more people that you have working on your mission or your vision or your in your organization, whatever, the more reach you have and the more work that you get accomplished. This is important to understand because when it's not just you doing it, you get more accomplished in the sense of, your revenue goes up, the amount of people that you impact goes up, the amount of people that you help goes up, the amount of people that hear about what your organization is doing, that amount increases because they heard about it from this leader who told this person who told this person. It's, it's, that's how things spread. It's a domino effect. It's a ripple effect. So when you equip other people, you're now impacting other people that you won't meet, but you're getting credit for it because you're the one who taught you know, this person, this person, and this person. You know, if you tell Tim, Bob, and Sue, and you equip them, like Matthew, Mark, and Luke, or whatever, then they go out, and then they reach people. Your organization, or whatever it is that you're building, is working through them. So now you're, whenever you equip people, and then you send them out to go do the job, to utilize their strengths, you're still doing the job. So now you're leveraging your your vision with the abilities of other people that you might not be good at. 
Team building is so important because number one, you leverage time to where now you have more hours working for you because you have more people working for you. Two, you have the ability to use other people's strengths that you're not good at. And three, you're now able to, your work is now able to carry on through others. So now you're constantly, you're, you're constantly working around the clock, like a Bill Gates, for example. He works 24-7 because he's got employees all over the, the world. Now, he's not personally doing it himself, but Bill Gates works 24-7 because Microsoft works 24-7. Somebody somewhere on this planet right now is working for Microsoft. They're in another time zone. They're in another nation. <laughs> they're in another hemisphere, but they're working for Microsoft because Bill Gates built a team of people who then built more teams of people and they had and then they were equipped to do the job and they were put in positions of authority over whatever that role was. That's how big things get accomplished. But so many people are insecure about that because they feel like if they relinquish power, then they're going to be cast aside. But no one that equips people to do things is ever going to be out of work. Okay? You're always going to have a reason to be around if you're constantly equipping people because people want to get things done they want to do big things they want to be accomplishing greatness and if you're constantly equipping them to do things training people building people then you're going to always be in need but you also have to understand this point the person who's furthest away from the work is the one who gets paid the most bill gates gets paid way more than the person who answers the phone at any call center because he's the one who started the process because you're now equipping people and you're gathering people, you're, whether it's recruiting, discipleship, mentorship, gathering, connecting, networking. You're getting a bunch of people together. You're training them up because they want to be trained. You're equipping them to do a certain task that is in your vision to do and then you're equipping them and you're releasing them to do it and you're trusting them. That's a big, big thing that a lot of people don't understand because they're coming from their employee or sales-minded mindset or corporate mindset or even educational mindset if I have to get it all done myself I can't use out I can't use help I can't I can't have outside help I have to do it all myself because that's how I'm judged and that's a very poor mindset that's a very lack based mindset because what it does is it it keeps everything close to you to where now you don't duplicate yourself anymore and what Jesus was wanting to show with his disciples is hey listen I want to equip you to go spread the word when I'm not here because I want to show you what legacy looks like. Jesus is the one that everyone's looking towards, but he's not the one who's the constant messenger in the flesh. It's this person, this person, this person, this person. And now in present world, we have ministers and preachers and evangelists and churches and lay workers and counselors and you know Christian artists and authors who are doing it. It's not these 12 disciples anymore. But 2,000 years later, the work is still going on. The point I'm making here is this. You have a vision as a leader. You have a vision as an entrepreneur. What you need to do is you need to get, you need to recruit, train, develop people who will then go out and spread whatever it is you want to spread. Build whatever it is you want to build because you'll get residual income from that because now all of a sudden you have people working for you. You're leveraging your time and your money. You're getting more accomplished because you're working more but you're not personally working. Your organization's working. Your reach is going out further and further. You're spreading yourself out there and you're working around the clock because you have other people working for you. You're getting more accomplished. You're tripling your work in you know, half the time because you have a lot of people getting the, the project accomplished and you're the one that oversees it 
It's still your vision. It doesn't become their vision. It's just they're helping you build it. They benefit from it because you provide them with the income and you benefit from it because you have the income because you override them. That's just how business works, but that's how leadership works. But you're also bettering their lives because they're learning skills, they're learning principles that they can apply in their own lives and they can take it wherever they go. That's what leadership is. It's benefiting others through leveraging the knowledge that you have, pouring it into them, and then equipping them. So many people, they just want to tell them information, but they don't equip them. You actually have to equip people to say, okay, now I want you to do this, 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 and this, and this. And that takes an understanding. So what Jesus did is he sent them out in pairs. He sent them out in teams. He said, now I want you to go. And if you read the scripture, you start seeing how a lot of these different apostles and disciples started to then, their influence started to have an impact in certain regions. And then there were people that were following them because they were close to Jesus. And then those people spread the word and then they spread the word and they spread the word. It's a domino effect because you have to realize Jesus started with those individuals, but it turned into a great movement of billions of people because he poured into those 12. That's how things start. I mean, look at, you know, look at Facebook. I mean, Facebook was a, a bunch of guys in a dorm in Harvard that had this idea for a social networking site that no one had ever heard of. And now there's more Facebook accounts than people on the planet. Now, the now I understand what you're saying. Well, that's because people have two or three or four. I understand that. But the point I'm making is, is that's how big it is. Everybody in the westernized society, it seems, has a Facebook. And those that don't are aware of it because everyone uses Facebook. Okay? Facebook was a word of mouth thing that someone told someone, someone told someone, someone told someone. That's how things start. But the point is, that's how Mark Zuckerberg's vision was spread through tons of people. But he didn't personally go tell every single person hey, go do my social media site. Come support my vision. He only told, in, in comparison to how many have it, only a handful of people. That's what you have to realize. A vision will gain momentum when you have a lot of people helping you. Because again, remember, you're not going to be good at everything, but a team of people allows you to have a framework of, I'm not good at this, but this person is. Jack is good at this. You know, Dominique is good at this. Sarah is good at this. You know, all these people are good at these different things. But you have to include their strengths with your strengths and then allow them to function in their strengths. Because when you do this, you'll be operating at a level to where you will sit back and you'll be detached from your assignment and you say, you know what, I'm not in any way... I'm showing up to work because I enjoy it, but I don't have to. That's called residual income. And so many entrepreneurs can retire early because of it, because they can earn money, because they put a a system in place, an organization that pays them and their family, and they don't have to be around the work because they have have an army of people helping them. I mean, look at Bill Gates. He doesn't go nine to five in, in Microsoft anymore. There was a time when he was there working 18, 19, 20 hour days, I'm sure, starting it because that was his passion, but he had people around him. So here's the thing. God will send you people in your path that will help you get started. Because getting started is the hardest part because you have no results. But when you stay consistent and you're constantly now saying, hey, this is my vision, come help me. This is my vision, come help me. Spread the word like I'm doing with this podcast. Eventually what's going to happen is 
it's going to take a life of its own. You're going to have all these people working for you to help spread it. And then they're going to come and help you. And then you're going to get the results. And then even more people are going to come because people come to results. But there's going to be people who they're going to come. They don't need to see results. They're going to be fired up. And that's the thing. You got to be passionate about your vision. Go back and listen to the passion episode. It'll help you what determine what passion is. But people will come follow you. And then that's the first step of leadership. The first step is I'm, I'm leading followers. Then some of those followers are going to become leaders. And then you're now starting to lead leaders. And then they're going to duplicate themselves. And then, then you're going to start having a movement of you're like almost like a John Maxwell. You're now leading leaders. You're leading everybody, but now leaders come to you for advice. It's not just people who just want to take from you. It's now people who are... I want to take this and then apply it. There's going to be people who are going to come and take from you and they're not going to apply it. They're just going to take it for themselves. They're a consumer. Okay, that's great. There's going to be people who are going to want to come to you and they're going to want to step up and say, you know, I want to be a leader just like you. How can I implement this as a leader? So you'll be talking leader to leader. And then you're going to start mentoring leaders. You're going to start mentoring other mentors. And then they're going to go back and then they're going to do the same for their group. You're going to start with a bunch of followers, but when, when you're really pouring into people, and equipping them the right ways, you're going to get other leaders following you. And so what are the right ways? Well, number one, you as, as a team builder, you got to utilize their strengths. And you're going to have to find that out. There's a lot of different personality tests and assessments out there. I encourage you to use them. Uh, but you need to go out, and we'll talk about those in other, other podcasts. So don't Though you will understand the different kinds of personalities out there, other personality tests out there. But you got to connect them to what their skills are and utilize their strengths. Don't try to make them a 10 in every area of their life. Again, John Maxwell's Law of the Lid states, you know, you're only going to get so high in certain areas. Don't try and make them something that they're not. Allow them to be good at what they're, what they're good at. So number one, utilize their strengths. Number two, give them opportunities to utilize their strengths but also give them the same opportunities to duplicate themselves into someone else okay it's so the second one is give them an opportunity to use their strengths but number three allow them the ability to bring someone on and mentor because you always have to be mentored by someone but you always have to be mentoring someone so you're constantly someone's constantly bringing you up or you're constantly bringing someone else up okay you have to do that because if it's because the chain ha, the chain can't can't stop. It has to keep going. You have to keep you have to keep building. You have to keep building it. So equip them to utilize their strengths, but then also thirdly give them an opportunity to then develop somebody else. And that takes a lot of trust. And this this isn't going to be like an overnight process. This could take years for some people. It could take months for others. It depends on the person. This is going to be a, this is a process. This is a journey. But I want you to understand, you have to give people opportunities to one, utilize their strengths. Two, number one, you have to equip them and and allow them to know that they're going to utilize their strengths. Two, actually let them do it. And then thirdly, you actually have to let them duplicate themselves as well. Because that's leadership, okay? So many people, they just want to hire people and just put them in cookie cutter roles. 
that doesn't work, that doesn't cut it. You're gonna lose people because you're gonna be having someone who's very good at public speaking manage, managing a, cu a cubicle somewhere and, and pushing paperwork and they're not good at it. And they're gonna be horrible at their job. But you're gonna be trying to put the, the actuary or the accountant up on, on the stage in a, in a PR role for your organization and say, go do this TV commercial, go do this video for us. And they're just gonna be so dry and mundane that people are gonna say, man, that company's got no life to it. When in reality, you should have had the vibrant, charismatic personality out in the reception desk, out in PR work, out in recruiting, out in, you know, whenever there's a TV show that wants, you know, your company to be spotlighted, you send them to do it, you know, that kind of a thing. You got to put, you got to know your people and you got to utilize them well. And that's what, you know, Jesus picked a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds and he put them in there and they led the way they led. You know, I mean, if you read the scriptures, you know, you got, Luke, he was a doctor, he was a physician, he wrote a lot about, you know, doctors and medical issues. I should say, he wrote a lot about physical healings that Jesus performed because he was a medical doctor. So he went into more detail like that, you know. Matthew was a tax collector, so he would go more in more detail, and he was a Jew, so he would go in more detail as he wrote to Jews, and he would go in more detail that Jews would understand, you know. And vice, you know, and on and on and on and on and on. My point is this. They all had the strengths. Jesus knew what their strengths were and he utilized it. And I want you to now go and equip your people. Okay, Jesus did it. Now it's now your turn to go do it. Jesus modeled it for us. Now you go do it. You know what it takes to lead your people because you know your people very well. And if you don't have any people, go get them. There's a lot of people out in the world and like some... Some 80 to 90% of Americans want to be an entrepreneur. So if you're listening to this, you probably already are in that total. And you want to be an entrepreneur. You want to do your own thing. You want to have something that you can pass on to your children. You want to have some residual income. You want to have some legacy. Go find people that are as hungry for something as you are. And equip them. Don't be afraid of them being better than you. You want people who are better than you. Because they're going to run with it faster. You want to make sure you have people around you that are going to carry you farther than you, than you could carry yourself. Because again, remember, you're judged on what you get accomplished, not on what you get done personally. So it's what you get done as a team that ultimately matters the most because that's when you're going to really carry out your mission. Okay? So I just want you to understand that. Teamwork makes the dream work. You have a dream. You can't carry it on your own. Don't try and get it all done yourself. Don't have this lack mentality or this prideful mentality that when I'm when I equip other people they're gonna they're gonna work me out of a job they're gonna make me insignificant they're not gonna need me anymore no the more you leverage yourself the more value you have because there's gonna be more people who are gonna say you know what I want to be successful I'm gonna go to that person because they're gonna teach me what they know because look at what they've accomplished they've built all these leaders they have this in, in the world of sports they call it a coaching tree the person at the top of the coaching tree, they're going to always have a coaching job because of all the coaches that they've trained to be successful. Successful people train successful people. So you're always going to have a role to play. You just always have to understand if you're constantly selfish in, in keeping all the eggs in your basket, then you're never going to be successful. You always have to you distribute authority, distribute roles and then you'll end up distributing distributing success through that so that's your sunday sermon thanks for listening again you know where to listen to us you know where to follow us i'm not gonna go through that 
Join us for the next episode. Join us for the next Sunday sermon next week. It's going to be amazing. But join us throughout the week. Again, on your own side, my friends. You're fearfully, wonderfully made. I'm proud of you. Go do great things as a leader. Catch you in the next episode.